0: Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Hey guys! Happy Monday! How is everybody? I hope y'all are having a great Monday. If it's not Monday when you're listening, I hope you're having just having a great day. If it's in the morning time, in the evening, whenever you're listening, if you're working out, if you're hanging out, if you're chilling, whatever it is, um, I'm glad that you decided it decided to spend some time here and tune in. So, happy Monday! Hope you're having a great day. Um, so, last week we talked about notice and what it means to really notice God. And you know what was so neat is that a lot of you tagged me in the coolest reminders of you noticing God in your personal lives and just in these ways that maybe you would not have noticed him before. And y'all, as y'all shared with me, creative and exciting ways that you noticed him, it helped me notice him too. Isn't that cool? Like, I just love how God works. I think that is often when we see um, or are given examples and other people proclaim and share his faithfulness and go, look, this is how I saw Jesus in this. It peels back the onion for us. It helps us have a different perspective. And so I think that's why it's just really cool how um, God manifests himself and just the most unique of ways and they're so personal to us you know based on what we're walking through or how we might be really needing to see him um in our own personal lives so anyway this week we are talking about the word invest okay so before we dig in we're all going to focus y'all know same thing but it's good and it honestly has helped me. It helps me as I'm recording to really get in the zone. So I hope it I hope it helps you guys listen. Um, so anyway, close your eyes if you can. If not, no big deal. So F, fix your eyes on Jesus. O, open your heart to receive. C, calm your mind. U, unplug from distractions. S, saturate your soul in Him. So. Like I said, we are going to be talking about the word invest. And when we think of this word invest, I think we usually think about money. Maybe that's just me. Um, But my brain tends to go towards finances, right? The tangible investment of money into a certain asset, place, or thing. You know, but obviously we invest money, like we invest way more than just our money, right? We at every single moment of every single day and every single aspect of our lives, we are investing somewhere. And it's where we decide to invest that determines the life that we experience. So, what are some other things that we invest? Well, our time, our energy, our resources, our hope, our heart, our soul. I mean, we, anytime we are giving anything of ourselves to anything else, okay, so output, that is investment. And there are a million different ways that we can invest in this life and the life to come. And here's the thing, a lot of times, I don't think we see ourselves as investors. We just see it as living our lives, you know? But the truth is, is that we have a choice every single day to allocate what we are given in a certain direction. The notion that the direction's automatic is a lie straight from the enemy. Because here's the deal, we are not forced to invest anywhere. We get to choose. Also, when we think about investing, I think it's important to note that we often view it as, okay, we are sacrificing now, Okay, especially in the financial realm or, um, you know, in in energy or whatever. It's, okay, we're going to sacrifice now or lay something down now for the sake of it paying off later, right? I'm going to invest in this. I'm going to invest in resources in this, believing in the vision that I have for it or what it says it's going to do what it says it's going to do, and it will pay off later. So pouring ourselves into something, now believing it will offer accumulated value down the road right now i was thinking about some ways like how do we invest in the kingdom of god like what does that look like and the there are a million different ways and we'll tap into this as we go through this podcast but i just wanted to state some obvious ways to kind of get your brain rolling okay so we give back with our resources to those in need we offer our gifts and our talents and y'all I want to note on this a lot of times we don't even realize that it's a gift like if you think I'm investing in you which I hope that this podcast is an investment I never really considered it oh I have a gift of podcastings I mean who really you know it's not like you are labeled that way it's just a matter of you're giving your time it's you're you're giving of your I guess the gift of, of writing and sharing and communicating um so a lot of these a lot of times when we are investing or when God asks us to invest in a certain place we don't even realize it's a gift or a talent because it's kind of automatic for us, or we have a burden um, placed just in our hearts to to give and and steward that area which a lot of times that's just a natural gifting and a natural talent. Um, another way is we give our joy. Like, just being there for others, y'all, that's definitely investing in the kingdom. That's his most important thing is relationships. Prayer is crucial. Prayer is literally the lace, okay? It's like the lace that goes throughout every good thing happening. And the lace also that carries through the suffering. And I would bet that there have been a lot of prayers said over you and your life that you have never, nor will you ever probably know about. So in thinking about all of this and this word invest, it seems like such a no-brainer that we would choose to invest in the eternal over the temporary, right? I mean, when knowing the the dividends that it's going to pay back in all of eternity, which if we, obvi- you know, knowing eternity is literally forever, okay, that's the obvious definition of it, but really realizing that it's actually a lot sooner than we think, um, and yet, we find ourselves doing the opposite. So, I i mean, for myself, too, really selfishly, as I was thinking about this podcast, I'm like, why? Like, why? What is our hang-up? Why do we so often invest in the things that we know are going to gather dust and mean nothing and let it make us so anxious and totally just steal our joy and control our lives and take all of our time. And then we are so hesitant to invest in the kingdom sometimes. Why, what, where, what is the hesitation there? What's our hang up? And so as I was thinking about this, I think there are several enemies that, and I, I labeled it enemies, purposely a strong word to kingdom investment, investment, because I think these are important to note, okay? They all start with D, <laughs> because that's y'all know, like in the last podcast, With P. Um, I love when it's the same letter. I hope it helps you think about it and remember it and go back to it. So, all of you start with the letter D. And these are really what I think are just the enemies to us investing in the kingdom of God. Okay. The first one is distraction. Sometimes we don't invest in the places that we should because we're just so distracted by something that's more immediate, it's more popular, it's more expected. And I think that's the case for a lot of us. I think it's just one of those things where, like I said, we're just we're just kind of doing what's in front of us. We're not even realizing that we are distracted, which is Satan's biggest form of distraction. Is I'm going to try and mute your ears and close your eyes so you don't even realize that you're kind of living in a state of like automation. You know, you drive home, and you don't even know how you got there. Um, and I was thinking for my own personal life. Like, what's an example of this? And, and just thinking back on my college days and, oh, man, there are some things I wish I had invested in or relationships I wish, wish I had really invested a lot more intentionally. Um, causes, I wish I just would have spent more time, you know, classes, I would have probably spent more time investing actually like my more of my, my time in my brain <laughs> and, um, and realizing the value of them. And the only real reason why I didn't was I was distracted by what was around me. I was distracted by my normal. And and what was around me wasn't bad per se. Like it's not like it was evil or, or negative or anything. But we have to be careful not to invest our time in what is expected versus what's eternal. I think that's crucial. Because I think for me, thinking back to that time, it was, I was just kind of doing what was expected of me based on the normal that I was around I often invested in what was in front of me or expected in certain situations instead of stepping outside of my comfort zone and realizing that, you know, that free time maybe was a chance to invest in his kingdom. So just because something is in front of us doesn't mean that it's right to invest in the normal that we directly see. A lot of times God is asking us to step outside of our comfort zone. And a lot of times the investment that he's asking of us it is not already part of our normal, Right. So I think an awesome scripture that I want to share with you guys um, pertaining to this is Matthew six nineteen through 21. It says, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires your heart will also be. I think this is a crucial verse to remember also because as much as we would like to convince ourselves and y'all I'm at the top of this list that we can put our treasure in one place and still really care and I'm using air quotes here you can't see me but I am about another it will always be the actual investment we give to something that determines how much we value it because here's the deal you guys we invest in what we love it's just true And we can say whatever we want, but if we invest more in Nike shoes every year than the kingdom of God, then that says something about our hearts that we need to face. And this is not like shame, and I don't mean just in resources. I mean in every aspect and and avenue of our lives. Where is it that we would say our hearts lie? And then does that align with where our treasures are? Because if not, then maybe we need to check this first. And And do it and kind of double back on that. What does that look like for us? What does that require us to change some things? The next D that I want to talk about is our lack of discernment. When we feel like we don't know the best place to invest or steward, we often remain stagnant out of fear of investing in the wrong place. You know, the thing about discernment is that when it's asking us to invest our resources, our time, or our energy into something, we want a burning bush, or we want the seas to part, or we want water to turn into wine. We want Jesus to come out of the sky all at once with a big banner, just confirming the risk will be worth it, right? But sometimes the voice of God is the word that he's already written, right? His truth has already told us. This is how I want you to invest as children of the king. This is how I want you to invest in the people around you. Unsure of what to give? Read the word. If you're uncertain, if you're investing in the right relationships, well, what does God say about we should, what, who we should love? Everyone, right? Who, what, what should we do in those relationships? What do they ask of us? What does he say about those relationships? What does it look like? Are you at a crossroads trying to figure out what to do or what direction to go? Read about what the narrow path looks like. If you feel confused, learn about what he says about clarity. You know, the thing about this lack of discernment is I really think that we coin it as, Lord, I don't really know where exactly. It's almost like we want more of the specific directions. And I've talked about this in several other podcast episodes pertaining to other words. But I think it's something that comes up a lot in our spiritual walk is that we want the specifics of something and we're not willing to trust him with a generic. He says, hey, I want you to invest your time in this group of people. Okay, well, before we do that, we're like, okay, Lord, but how's that going to look? And like, what if it ends up asking more of my schedule than I have? And before I do that, I need to make sure that's a possibility. And what if down the road and we, and we go down that rabbit trail already and he has not asked that of us. Right? He says, I just want what you need now. So I think what's important is that we do not let the fear of investing in the wrong thing keep you stagnant. The kingdom of heaven doesn't grow because of good ideas. It is propelled by action. If we let this lack of discernment keep us in this place where we're like, I don't know, it just feels fuzzy. God is not a confusing God. And if we are trying to invest in His kingdom, He is certainly not going to be confusing. He has given us many directions, and ample enough to know where to place ourselves, our priorities, our resources. Have we have we read? Have we consulted wise counsel? What does that look like in our lives? Are we actually more afraid of the risk that we're taking? So we're coining it—is that we're lacking clarification? I think we need to get honest. Like, what what is that for us? You know. And you know what I think should comfort us when we are thinking about discernment and how we should invest? It's a scripture in Romans. It's Romans twelve two, and it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Yo, God has no desire to confuse us. He wants us to seek him for clarity. And I love in this scripture how it says, by the renewal of your mind, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God. Here's the thing is sometimes it won't feel like we know exactly what we're doing. But if we are seeking God and we have a heart of integrity and we are desiring to follow him and invest in what he considers important, he is not going to lead us astray. He will show us the way to go and we will see what his will is, but it requires that movement. It requires that action. We have to actually move our feet to go, okay, that was the right step. Okay, now here's the next one. So we can't let this lack of discernment keep us from investing and doing anything or else nothing will ever come of it, right? It'll, we'll be all, we'll all have a bunch of good ideas and no action. And that helps nobody, including us. What's the next one? desert seasons. Let me tell you something right now. The enemy will do his very best to convince you that you never have enough, hoping you grip onto this the gifts way 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 tighter than you do the giver. But guess what you guys? The economy of Jesus, it works like this. It's so different than the world's. It says When we have more than enough, we give. When we think we have just enough, we give. And when we think we have less than enough, we give. Because we know that at the end of the day that he will give us everything that we need. See, God's economy is based on trust. The world's economy is based on proof. God's economy is centered around generosity. The world's economy is centered around greed. God's economy is fueled by grace. The world's economy is powered by striving. God's economy never runs out. And the world's economy fears scarcity. Y'all, when reading that out loud, does that not just make you go, Oh my goodness, why would I ever anchor myself in the world's economy versus the Lord's? Why? But the, the the romantic and seductive and deceitful part about the world's economy is that it's tangible sometimes it's that it, it's we we feel like we have a better grip on it when really if we think we have any control over the world's economy we are so confused and deceived and and i just think it is so cool when we look in scripture when we dig into it. and i'm about to share you show you or read out a few verses from isaiah um, that talk about the Lord's restoration. But when we trust him, when we choose to invest in the times and especially in those desert seasons, y'all, where it just feels like we've been thirsty for a while, like we've been walking and we're kind of confused on, it feels like maybe God's a little silent or things have just been really hard or the praise report we were hoping to give is still a prayer request what then do we still choose to invest in the kingdom of God what's that look like and I want to share you this verse from Isaiah 35 3 through 8 and it's just uh it's poetic first off it's so pretty but it just really is so calming says with this news strengthen those who have tired hands and encourage those who have weak knees." Say to those with fearful hearts, Be strong and do not fear, for your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to save you. And when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like a deer, and those who cannot speak will sing for joy. Springs will gush forth in the wilderness, and streams will water the wasteland. The parched ground will become a pool. And springs of water will satisfy the thirsty land. Marsh, grass, and reeds and rushes will flourish where desert jackals once lived. I mean, when you hear that, it is like, that is, okay, first off, that's poetic and it's visual and it's such a strong just picture of God's restoration and what he will do in these desert seasons for us when we choose to to abide in him, but really it, it, that is true. That is not just a poetic ver- I mean, scripture passage. That That is what we can stand on in the desert seasons, that he is coming to save us. That if we have tired hands or weak knees or fearful hearts, that we can anchor ourselves and still invest in the kingdom of God, and it will never be in vain. You know, Jesus will never ask us to invest something that we don't have. So if we have a if we have a nudge to invest, we should respond because even if it feels like lord oh my gosh, I want to white knuckle what's in my hands so badly because I don't really know when water is going to be available up ahead and he says, "Hey, trust me." Then if he nudges our spirit, we got to trust him because it gives us the perfect opportunity for him to work a miracle, for him to save us. And when we do receive that, we it, it's like it's like our, our faith is invigorated by what we felt was desperation is our setup for the miracle. And so I just think these opportunities that those times were with those are those desert seasons, and I know none of us pray to have to walk through a desert like duh. Nobody wants that situation. But the reality of that season is that it really does strengthen our faith and it requires us to answer and, and and honestly answer, where do we, where do we place our treasure? Where do we place our, where are our hearts? Where do they rest? And so I think that's a, a strong, the enemy tries to use that as a, um, the enemy tries to use it as an enemy to investment and it can quickly become one because we fear like we don't have enough but a desert season, instead of it being an enemy to investment, it actually can be a proponent if we see it through a kingdom lens. Um, and then the last one that I want to share is delay. So it is one thing to invest in something that we can immediately experience, right? It, the fruit of it, or at least we we know it's we know it's going to work, right? It is a whole other ball game to invest in something we cannot see, and. And and just hope that progress is going to happen. You know, investing with immediate gratification. Here's the thing about that is it requires hardly any risk. Therefore, if you have no risk, you have it requires no faith. But if we're investing in the kingdom of God, investing in the kingdom of God often feels like you're planting a seed deep within the soil of the earth where you, you cannot see it and you can't watch it grow. And the in-between when you plant the seed and when it decides to burst through the ground, you have no idea and nor can you control what's going on beneath the surface. And you know, I don't know about y'all, but I mean, would you guys consider yourselves a really patient person? I mean, I think I am until it's something that I really want. And then I realize, oh, wow. That's a lot more. That's a hard fruit of the spirit, right? And the harder it is to be patient during the delay, the thing is, is that usually means that the sweeter the deliverance is when it happens. And also I've come to realize this truth about delay is that God often uses the delays and the detours of our lives to deliver us from the idol of control. And it's through our surrender that we discover true peace. I'm going to say that again because I need to hear it and I think it's important and I think it's common. I think this is often prevalent in our lives is that God often uses the delays and detours of our lives to deliver us from the idol of control. Through our surrender, we discover peace. Y'all, I don't even think a lot of times we realize that we have this idol of control until our backs are against the wall and we realize that that we we've been really kind of addicted to this like desire to um, to be able to think that we can can figure it out to fix everything. You know, we're we're really good at being fixers, and so when we experience these delays, sometimes we're hesitant to invest in the kingdom of God, or sometimes we're hesitant to invest because we're like, you know, I don't if I can't see what's going to happen on the other side of this, then it makes me weary, especially if I feel like I have a limited amount. But if we trust that God is who he says he is, and we look back at, at, at our past and we retrospect hindsight is twenty twenty, and, and we can glean wisdom from our past, and we see that every time we've experienced a delay or a detour, that he has delivered us from the sense that we are in control and that deliverance was actually what allowed us to experience peace, then we can be where we are and choose to invest and know he's got it, right? And if there is a delay, it's because his timing is perfect. And there's a reason. So I want to review these four um, enemies of why we might not or be hesitant to invest in the kingdom of God. One more time to keep on the top of your mind. So first one, distraction, Second, lack of discernment. Third one, desert season. And fourth is delay. And guys, when we think about these four different ways that the enemy tries to get us in our heads or make us think that it's really important to gather up a lot for for this world, you know, to to make sure that we fill our houses, that our closets are full, that our U-Hauls are full, then we went, then have storage units and then we're stressed out about how we're going to organize our storage unit because that makes sense. Like, what? Anyway, I just think it's really important to really think about where we are investing. That includes our resources, which is the most obvious when we think about investment and time. I mean, and and money, but also time and energy and our soul. Like, where are we investing our hearts? I think that's so important. And I want to leave you guys with a verse that I've been using a lot. And it may, I may have even mentioned it um, in an earlier podcast because I think it's really crucial for right now. It's it's come up in my life a lot. It's really helped me glean just a really helpful perspective. Um, it's Matthew 13, 44. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid again. And from joy over it, he goes and he sells all that he has and he buys that field. Y'all, it says he sells all all that he has all that he has not just what he was going to mark for the garage sale not just what he hasn't worn in six months not just what he was already going to put on craigslist all that he has do we view heaven that way is our urgency to gather up a lot and store it in this life or is it for the life that's to come because we know one thing is true Where we choose to invest determines what we invite into our lives and we cannot reap what we do not sow. So if we're not willing to invest in the kingdom of God, but we want peace, it's going to be difficult. If we're not willing to invest in the kingdom of God, but we want the joy that he gives, it's going to be far-reaching. If we're not willing to invest in the kingdom of God, but We desire that grace and that mercy in our relationships. It's going going to be a lot of striving. We desperately need him, but we can't reap what we do not sow. So we have to choose to invest and and be wise about what we invite into our lives. His grace covers everything. So I don't mean that, that we are the ones that make it happen, but we have to be intentional about where we are investing and placing ourselves. If we want, to walk down paths of righteousness and live a life that has peace and joy and freedom. Y'all, it's it every human being, every heart wants these things. It's just we often use these off routes thinking that we're gonna find a shortcut. And the reality is none of us has found one because none they there's not one that exists. Okay. Life hack for you right there. Um and so as always we're gonna end with the focus tip. This is just the one that's mentioned in the focus devotional And I am starting to do better about those show notes, you guys, so you can check the show notes for the link on Amazon or on Clearly Stated to find the Focus devotional if you do want to follow along on this podcast. Um, But this week's is this. Before you make decisions this week, focus on the word invest and remember to put your time and energy into the projects that will have an eternal impact, an eternal impact. Sometimes the days feel long. I know 2020, man, what a year you guys, right? Um, But it's felt like a really long year. But the reality is, based on eternity, you guys, all of this is just, just a tiny little bit. And so that can really comfort and encourage our souls. Um, As always, I'm going to end with the Monday prayer. So if you can. I'd love for you to close your eyes so you can recenter yourself and really listen. And if not, no worries. You can just close your eyes. I mean, um, just be where you are and, and really lean in and listen up. Hey, Jesus, thank you for the gift of another Monday. My eyes opened wide as the light poured in this morning. And the sun rose again, bringing fresh mercy into view. Thank you for reminding me of the privilege and honor it is to be able to invest my life And the one who is the giver of life help me maximize and allocate my time my resources my energy and my gifts i know that any investment made into your kingdom is one that will outlast this world when i let distractions take hold recalibrate my mind towards you when i feel like i'm lacking discernment on what or where to direct my heart or hands will you give me clarity you are never unsure When desert seasons lead me to worry or fear scarcity, remind me that you are the well that never runs dry. When I feel discouraged by the delay, affirm my heart in your promises and let them energize my soul with new passion. Jesus, you waste nothing. You multiply, move, and mold with care and compassion. Thank you for investing your life for me. In the generous and secure name of Jesus, amen men. Okay, guys, that is it for today. So we are going to close up. Um, As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, if it encouraged you, if it challenged you, if it inspired you, if it made you see the word invest a little differently, would you share it with a friend? Would you maybe tag it in your Instagram stories and invest um, in this podcast? That would be awesome. It would so mean the world to me. Um, And thank you for leaving reviews. It wasn't, honestly, until I created my own podcast that I even realized how much these mean to the people who create them. Now I take the time to read every single one of them. And they just mean so much. Um, So if something really blessed you or encouraged you, tell me. That is so awesome. And it just makes me so happy. I really do cry happy tears when I read these reviews. And I'm just so grateful. Um, So anyway, I'm done. I hope you guys have the best week. Now go invest in what matters, in what lasts, which is the kingdom of God, and get busy living a life that outlives your life here. We will see you next Monday, and I hope you have a great week.